Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. Welcome back, everybody. It's Kyle Turkey from Nashville from Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon. And we are getting to record a second one this week, so we might have episodes out on time. Two days in a row. Look at us. Woo. <laughs> We're professional. Why I can never be a cheerleader. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those times. It's, I'm glad we don't have a camera in here. Nah, that's when you need to see, you can see my white man dance moves. <laughs> yep, this um, one's going to be an episode. This is going to be a great episode. I'm on roughly three hours of sleep, a, a little over three hours. I think I got like four. And uh, Bobby and I both played this morning. Uh, I am taking care of my friend's animals. So I was doing that last night, got home super late, and then came to the studio and if you guys follow us, you saw that I put together some new shelves, and I have the Funko Pops up, so it, it looks looks so much better. I'm staring at it right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> right. But, uh, so yeah. Your I, nerd studio is perfect. Did, did I need to do that last night? Was that a necessity? No, but I knew that I was going to be taking pictures today, so Just I was like. File it under self-care. <laughs> Would that be considered self-care, going to bed super late, getting a few hours of sleep, and then going to a gig? I hope so, because that's what I classify all my video game time that leaves me with no sleep. <laughs> so, maybe. We have a guest today. Yeah, we do. <laughs> this is how this episode's going to go, so just... Um, buckle up. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and enjoy the ride. I want to introduce Tori Faith. Welcome, Tori. How are you doing today? Hi. Good. Thank you. It Thanks. is a pleasure to meet you. Like I said, I've, I've known about you and like that you exist for a while, but we've never met, never crossed paths, so I'm excited. This so, is true. We've been Facebook friends for a minute, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been Facebook friends and following you on Instagram for a good year or so, maybe more. And, you know, I, I know that you fill in for Monty and uh some other people around town so i've i've seen you do your thing and and you're kick ass but i'd never met you until about a month ago roughly sure um when my singer anna had a family emergency and she couldn't show up and she called you and i was like yeah i I know who she is bring her on and you came in i met you when you stepped on stage and you absolutely fucking crushed the gig so Thank, no, thank you for coming in and, and saving us that night because there was, n- I can't sing four hours. I'm still new to singing for that long periods of time. So um, I definitely couldn't have done it. If the I sing, myself. we won't have to play for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't give you a mic at all. <laughs> Anyways, Tori, where are you from? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, how long have you been here in Nashville? Uh, coming up on a year in like four days will be my. Nashville anniversary. Oh, Happy anniversary. Okay. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. Hell yeah. I never well, realized that was a big deal till I friended everybody on Facebook and like it's been all of theirs. I'm like, oh, that's a that's like a thing here. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of is. You, you you give up your life back home and come chase this dream or whatever you want to call it. You know, we're doing our thing and it's it's a 
it's a hell of a life to live and the number of people we and, meet that don't last and that they're I mean, in town they, for a few months and yeah, then they bail there's true. a lot of people that they they do they bail within the first six or seven months and so when people make it a year two three four five years like you're doing good and then people like me you you hit that 10 year mark and you're like, okay, I'm told it's a 10 year town. Now what do I do? Right. <laughs> I either stay or I leave. Did I succeed? Cause I'm still here. Or did I fail? Cause I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, that I am on the, the uphill climb of succession here. So I'm, I think I'm doing all right. That's fair. Anyways. So you've been here a year. Yes. You're you're a singer on Lower Broadway. You're you're an artist here in town as well. And we'll talk about your music that you put out. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, Ohio. Ohio. What did you do in Ohio before you moved here? Um, I worked at Starbucks and I played in local bands. I had my own band for a minute, and then I kind of realized I am way too young and to don't know what I'm doing to run my own band. Because it's not like here where you come in and there's a sound system and a set list. You have to do all that stuff by yourself. Right. So then eventually I kind of got took in by one of the local bands and they showed me how to musician, basically. How to musician. Until eventually they were like, hey, you're pretty good. Maybe move to Nashville and stop playing the dive bars in Northern Kentucky. It's like, okay. All right. So someone kind of like told you to check it out here and... Yes, I had the best mentor in the world, and she's still like my best friend, Mickey Mann, who was the lead of Whiskey Town, which is the band I was in before moving here. And she was very like pushed me to do my best, and eventually she was like, "You don't want to be in Kentucky. You want to be in Nashville. That's what you've talked about since I met you. It's time to go." So when did you when did you start getting into music? Were, were you young? I've like, been in like voice lessons, dance lessons, all that stuff since I can literally remember. I don't remember okay. not being on the stage. And then when I was around 16, I tried out for the Lebanon Opry House, which is like an old VFW. They transitioned into like a little mini Opry House. And then I tried out for that. That worked out. Did that for a while. Joined Whiskey Town. And then, yeah. Nice. Is anybody else in your family musical? Not really, no. My mom sang at church a little bit, but not really, like, for real. That's kind of cool. So how how has your uh, journey been here in Nashville since you've gotten here? Crazy, that's for sure. <laughs> it is. It's a crazy town, yeah. 100%. A lot of, like, different, I guess, eras, if we're going to talk Swifty. <laughs> like, different bars I've played at, different experiences, but... Yeah, I mean... It's been fun. Tell it. You know, how so when you when you moved here to town, how did you get into the bars? Did you know people? Did you have to go try out somewhere? What did you do to start playing downtown? So I through the Lebanon Opry House that I had mentioned had been playing shows with Preston Daly, who's Scott Collier's nephew. Okay. So his mom was like, Hey, I heard you've been thinking about Nashville. My brother does all the booking for Tootsies, like and me and my mom were just on vacation in Nashville anyways. So Stacy, Preston's mom, Scott's sister, had kind of like connected us. Been like, hey, this is my friend Tori. She's a good singer. Talk with her or something. So Scott brought me up on stage. And then two years later, a lot of Facebook messaging. I moved to Nashville with the promise of like, you'll join Honky Tonk School. You'll be in the Tootsie Circuit. So you got roped in that way. Pretty immediately, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 pretty good about trying to do that to people. <laughs> they, they definitely 
got me really early. I had, like, I moved with the intention of, like, I'm only going to play that circuit because Scott had already told me. Because we'd taken multiple trips and I always just came to Kid Rocks and Tootsies and wherever Scott was because that was my only connection. And he had told me the rules of, like, you could only play the bars we own. So I was full, like, gung ho. No problem. They're going to give me work. They're going to make me famous. Cool beans. Uh, and then we all know how that story turns out. What am I else. allowed to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, by all means, tell everybody how your story turned out. Like, let people know like what you had to deal with going through that. I, I, I honestly feel like people, people listen to this podcast that are new to town, and also people listen to this podcast that live here yes. and that play here. And some of the people don't play the Tootsie Circuit or never played the Tootsie Circuit. And some of the people that are coming here have looked into that. And, you know, I do like to give people a warning of what you can run into. I, I have friends that play that circuit that are very successful and they mm-hmm. do well and it works for them. And then there's people like me and Bobby and Noah and every single other, you and all of our other friends where we've all been fired from there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, basically... I don't even get to say at the risk of getting canceled because I put everything on my Facebook anyways. Uh, I moved there and under the promise, we had already had like private meetings with Scott that I was going <laughs> right into honky tonk school. He was going to put me to work the second my feet hit Nashville soil. And then I moved there. I show up to one of his gigs and it was September. It was around this time. And he was like, oh, we're headed into slow season. I don't think I'm going to get you working till March. I'm like, how, how do you think I'm going to pay my difference. bills? Yeah. I'm like, well, I still have to live here until March. Like, I came here with a promise of work, yeah. asshole. So that right? was a little terrifying. So I got very persistent. I just showed up to every single one of his gigs and was like, you're, you're going to hire me. Like, I have no other option. It's this or move homes. Well, I just got very persistent, blew up his phone, did everything he told me to, played the honky tonk school game. I sat there like with my little notepad, taking notes on all his songs, who sang what, what keys, the whole nine yards, till eventually, I guess he had told John Taylor about me, and John Taylor really liked me, like right off the bat, which I just found out he liked me for reasons that weren't my voice, but that's a different story. He liked having a little person on his roster. But basically, so I found out that John Taylor really liked me and Scott kept saying like he's his boss. So I got a little sneaky, sent one of my friends a text and was like, hey, what's John's phone number? And I called him and I said, you know, Scott hasn't really been giving me work, but I really want to work on your circuit. And I got on the schedule that day. So it took about a month, but I got there. Hey, being persistent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Contacting people. It pays Dude, off. Dude, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I looked right at you. That was the glare from the hell right there. We're not calling me out on my podcast. <laughs> I wasn't calling you out. You just called yourself out. I know. It's a fun story. Good though. job. So like, Good job. I was talking about gigs, and we talked about it a little before we started the podcast, but I was talking about needing some gigs. And freaking Kyle's like, well, just message people you've worked with and let them know you're available. I bet you'll get a gig. I messaged one dude and he replied instantly. Oh, in fact, I really need you like this weekend, please. And I was like, yes, absolutely. So Kyle was right. See, and if you wouldn't have reached out to him, you wouldn't have gotten that gig. Probably not. You know, it's just there's hundreds of us mm-hmm. that uh, I know in our, our bass players group, there's like 900 something 
active playing bass players here in town. And it still not, seems like everybody th- needs a bass player. Stop and think about it. There is 900 active bass players <laughs> in this town. I know maybe 100 of them. Maybe 100 of them. But if there's 900 active bass players in this town, like, I'm not going to always get thought of. It just right. is what it is. Like, right. You know, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. But same thing for drummers, singers, guitar players. There's so many of us. Now, there's like we said yesterday, there's more and more bars opening up, so there's going to be more and more opportunities, but that also brings the oversaturation. And mm-hmm. yada. That's, That's a give and take. We'll talk about that another day. But anyways, anyways. back to you. Jinx, you uh, persistent. I Good. think just to give everybody kind of the big picture so you moved how old were you when you moved i was 18 you were 18 so very very young yes with very little experience in the music business side of things especially on a nashville level correct literally all i knew was this famous bar tootsies i've seen a million times on vacations wants to hire me yay yep (laughs) and i feel like that's that's the image that they go for we're a famous bar and we want to hire you so you're special come do what we say (laughs) so and then we're going to try to take 10 percent of your money (laughs) (laughs) for a minute sorry shots fired for a minute and then (laughs) everybody found out and then they were like oh no never mind we're not gonna do that anymore I'm, i'm tired and delusional so i'll say things where i really shouldn't and i won't I'll regret it later, I'm sure. But for now. <laughs> I do that well rested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see your posts. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm trying not to get us in too much trouble here. <laughs> All right, so, so you're in town for roughly a month, and then you start getting some work. What does all of that look like? How is it different from back home? That, it was definitely new. Like, running a tip bucket was a very new experience. That is not a thing back home at all. We have a little, like, pickle jar that we maybe make a dollar in for tips because our base pay is just so high at the bars back home. Like, the tipping culture is not really a thing. So, that was definitely something to get used to. Kind of the bucket runner idea for female singers. Like, I thought I was just going to sing, and then I had a guy co-front, and they'd be like, oh, you mostly run the bucket, and if we get girl song requests you're up i'm like oh okay yeah that's so that's another uh tootsies circuit thing that they do there's only a few female-led bands at tootsies yeah (laughs) every female artist that you see on the tootsies circuit kid rocks tootsies honky tonk central rippies the females that you see singing up there are generally co-fronts and hired as bucket runners, which I hate that. My like, least favorite thing is on the gig finder when somebody posts ISO bucket runner slash female singer. When they don't even put female singer first. Like, no, all right. I I feel if you have a co-front, like both of you should take turns running that bucket. Mm-hmm. It yes. shouldn't just be the female. And I... We can have that argument, oh, sex sells and blah, 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 and guys are going to tip the girls more. And We can have that argument all day long. Mm-hmm. Truthful is, people want to hear a song. It doesn't matter if it's male or female. They're going to put $20 well, in not there. Not only that, that like, if, if I'm watching two people front a show, like I'm going to be drawn to one of them more. I'm going to like their voice more. I'm going to like their music more. Like 
I'm going to like one of the singers over the other one. Not necessarily the female or the male. And I'm going to want to talk to the one that I like. Right. And so there's there's been tons of times I've gone and seen bands play and it's always the female running the bucket and I'm like oh, dude yeah. I just want to talk to the dude I want to I want to say hi I want to meet him introduce myself and I can't because he's a dude so yeah that's 100% uh, that is a uh, Tootsie's lead thing um, yeah anyways so Bye. that was new and then it was a lot of like peaks and valleys they tried me in so many different bands kind of as a fill-in and then i had a kind of permanent spot with preston scott's nephew and then that became a shit show situation where there was another girl who scott and john liked a lot better so i was kind of interchangeable with her and it was a whole thing and i don't think i stayed in the same band with the same people for more than a month just because they kept pulling me out and deciding oh this girl's better for that band it was usually that girl looks better which was a lot (laughs) that's yeah because you know your vocal talent comes from looks yeah i got (laughs) pulled out of my favorite band he had called me and was like hey so we have to go with this other girl that you've been interchangeable with because um, Steve Smith saw you and was like, if you guys ever want to be on Kid Rock's main, if you ever want to go to PCB, you can't use her. You can't use a little person. You need to go with this other girl. That's so messed up. So it was a lot of getting I'm so taken sorry. in and out of bands. And I was like, can I just know who I'm playing with for once? I know. like, you, All you want to do is just like come here and sing and work and make money and like further your career in whichever direction you go, whether it's as a performer or as an artist. And here they are, like, because of their preference, which they're not at the shows. They're 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 not doing anything with it for the most right. part, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, <laughs> just it's so stupid. It's so let the bands do their things and let the bands make money. Yeah, like let people come here and work, regardless of any description of them. That's the thing, especially if you were already in a position where, like, you're kind of sharing a band with another female artist. Like, let the tips speak for themselves. If, if and they were, and if the band has blatant. a problem with you because they make, you know, on average four hundred dollars less, that makes sense. That's a business decision. If she's got really nice blonde hair and you don't, that means fuck all in the tip jar. Yeah. yeah like, and the whole band had come to me and said, like, we want you, like, you're, we make more money with you. And I was just very close friends with them. And it, it worked beautifully. But Scott had other ideas. Now I, I'm frustrated, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm out here getting myself canceled. But like I said, I already put it all on my no. Facebook anyways. <laughs> you get yourself canceled from Tootsies. Trust me, we've all done that. That's true. That might be a good thing. That's how you graduate honky-tonk school. <laughs> <laughs> that, yep. Well, you have graduated the honky-tonk school. We're proud of you. Congratulations. We, what do, we got to, like, get make little hats or robes. Dude, or I was something. literally, we need, like, like we can give people a diploma. Like, when, they, when they tell us their story and they, like, got fired from Tootsies, we're like, here's your honky-tonk graduation. <laughs> you made it past the gate. Now you can come into Broadway. And, <laughs> oh, man. And I'm... 
look, man, I'm not bad mouthing anybody that plays there because I play the circuit sometimes. Dude, too. we're all hustlers. Make your money. Make your money. Do <laughs> even your I thing. filled in after they fired but me. But <laughs> know the games that they play and know how they treat musicians here in town. There's even something going on like Oliver Anthony canceled one of his gigs because. Ticketmaster, whoever was charging Buku's amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it Cotton Eye Joe? And they were charging yeah. like sixty bucks, a hundred bucks, or something. And he was like, "No, my tickets are twenty five dollars. Like that's my ticket price." And they would not budge with him, so he canceled his show. And he's like, "We'll find somewhere else to play for you guys." Yeah. And when that caught wind, uh, Ivy Andrews, JJ Cooch, and some other people have, I think even Sasha have all gone on his post and commented, yeah. hey, you're playing the Tootsies Bash. Here's how they treat their musicians, and yeah. here's what's happened. And so, you know, again, hustle, make your money, do your thing, get your name out there, put on a show, understand the game that they're playing. Yes. Yep. And don't be a do not be a victim of their game is all I'm saying. I'm just looking out for my people. Again, I play there, but all I do is I show up, I play my songs, I collect my money, I go home. I am not tied to that venue in any way. I'm, right. I am tied to the the person that I'm playing with because they're the one that called me. Exactly. Now, I know it's different. Here's another thing about the Tootsie Circuit it, that it's, it's a little different is for the musicians compared to the artists. The artists are being judged by the Tootsie's management. John, Steve, BT, or whoever those people, they're being judged. The musicians, not so much. Yeah. The musicians, I know that there's some that are like on their payroll and like that's their, they only play those bars and cool, you do you. But it's, it's, it's definitely different between the musicians there and the singers and artists there. Yes, it's a very so different thing. How, how, different how they're treated. So it's just, again, fair warning, not talking shit on nothing. Just give everybody a heads up if, if you're coming to town or haven't done that circuit or whatever. But I think now it's it's a pretty well-known fact across the board for the most part that if you live here in town, you find that out pretty quick of yeah. how they, how they yeah. treat people. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like you've said many times, it's still a easy way onto Broadway. Oh yeah. Like they have their audition set up. Like there's there's an avenue to get onto Broadway through Tootsies. Yeah. And, and by all means, if that's what can get you on Broadway, go for it. Yeah. If 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 you know what you're doing and you're just trying to get out there and meet people and get a couple of gigs and just get something under your belt. And don't just want to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I always yeah. tell new musicians, especially girls who come in and are like, oh, I'm joining Tootsies. You think that's a good idea? I'm like, it is a great place to start. Like, I'm grateful that I went through it. Not grateful for how they treated me, but that I did it because you'll get your name out there and people start to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's the thing. So many musicians that play that circuit play other bars. Mm-hmm. So they hear you and they like you. They're like, hey, yo check out Tori or check out Bobby yep. or, you know they're gonna throw your name out there because they liked you I've mm-hmm. done that you know I go to these bars and I mean that's kind of no it's not how I, um, who who was it that I found on Tootsie Circuit that I really liked it was before Frankie it was before we got hooked up with Frankie who I don't remember who it was I found someone on the Tootsie Circuit that I really liked playing with and I was like hey 
I need somebody to sub over here. You want to <laughs> come check yeah. out this bar? <laughs> that happened to me. I was so. turning down like Bowie's was begging me to play for them. And I'm like, I want to, but I'll get in trouble with yeah. the hockey talk school. And I was still pretty new. I was just going to those bars and they were finding out about me because Ari Oldiger was just putting my name out anywhere and everywhere trying her best to help me. And I'm like, I want to, but I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. that You can't get in any real trouble. What am I gonna do? Fire you? Cool. There's there's forty six other bars you can go to. <laughs> but at the same time, like when you have gigs, it's hard to 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 know that you're gonna say no to those because right. you're gonna lose those right. for potential gigs that yeah. aren't guaranteed. And so that's that's the hang up. That's why people stay there, is because so they are getting the work. When you're coming to town, uh, you're already taking a huge risk coming here. Mm-hmm. You're you're giving up any kind of normal life to to follow your dream chase this make being a musician and performer a career and it's not easy you're already taking a huge risk so when you get onto that tootsie circuit and they give you that comfortability again they're like oh we're gonna give you gigs and steady work and you just can't play anywhere else don't be worried to take that risk and jump ship again like they're and, and I'll be honest with you, almost everybody that I know that has been fired from there, except for maybe like four or five, has been called back by them to come back. And you could say that about most of the bars. Yeah. Because right. people realize, oh, shit, you know what? They were really good. I, mm-hmm. I, well, you know what? We, the people we had aren't here anymore. We need some new people. Hey, you're here. Are you available? Cool. Fill these dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. It, it, not just Tootsie's, like Bobby said, other other places as well. So after your whole Tootsie's experience, what did you do from that point out as far as finding gigs? What did? Um, that was the single most insane weekend of my life because I checked the schedule one night and I just wasn't on it. Shit, what am I going to do? So I called Scott the next morning and he was like, I've been telling you to go to voice lessons for this long, but you haven't been and... All the Kid Rock's managers have been complaining about you, saying you drive everybody out and we lose business because of you. Which, mind you, three days before that, I had played at Kid Rock's. I did a fill-in gig. It was super last minute. Like, after the gig had started, I got a call. There was maybe two people in the back just looking out the window, and when I left, it was packed out. So, that's not true at all. But he basically gave me the ultimatum, go to voice lessons, pay for voice lessons, or don't come back. And I was like, see ya. I'm broke. I can't afford those. Like... I know. I love how they force you to go to voice lessons, but then they like force you to pay for it. Uh huh. I was like, um, I would. I love Chelsea, but they're an hour away from where I live, and I'm broke because y'all don't give me work, and I'm not allowed to play anywhere else. So, and that was a Sunday. Yeah, because it was after the schedule had come out. That was a Sunday. I remember stressing out like there was no tomorrow. I called Ari Oldiger. Yeah, and Monica Llewellyn, like, crying my eyeballs out. What am I going to do? And they're like, we got you. Let me call up every band, every bar owner I know. Put your name in the hat. And then next day, I ended up playing Johnny Cash's. Nice. Which is right across the street from Kid Rocks. And was the same time Scott was playing. So I know he saw me in the window, which was my favorite little comeback moment. 
That's awesome. I can get on board with the petty. <laughs> We're all a little petty, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a female country singer. I have to be petty. It's for the songwriting. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's how you get pissed off chick songs. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Man, do I love pissed off chick songs. They're great. Even if they are about me. <laughs> That's my goal is to piss a guy off so good that he writes a hit song about me. Are there pissed off dude songs like that? I mean, there kind of are. Or like Heartbreak. I don't know. I just want a guy to write a song about me. I don't fuck with bitches no more. <laughs> Mitchell Tenpenny. That's fair. Um, I love this. I was jamming that song the other day, man. I was like dancing around the house. That song gets me hyped. <laughs> song gets me hyped, man. It really does. It really does. So you got a gig at uh, Johnny Cash's. Yes. I filled in for Too Hot for Leather. Ah, okay. And they kind of kept me afloat for a couple of months. They were giving me a lot of fill-in work. And then... Ryan and them are great. Yes. Love them. I, uh, I them. Monty's band kind of, I guess, Ari and Monica were like, here's Tori. And she contacted me. And it was kind of like the gig I did at Snitch. I was like, I do not know y'all set list. Like, I am not a punk rock girl. Like, I'm beyond country. This is going to be horrible. And Monty's like... I have a feeling you'll do good. And it ended up being a blast. I did a lot of 80s rock. And I love Monty and the Monsters. Well, yeah, I would say her band, man, they're they can all do anything. so incredibly talented. Uh-huh. And they, they can't. They, they play all up and down the strip, so they know everything. Yes. L- Logan plays with 40, 50 bands. Everyone. <laughs> I mean. Whoever he Drew, wants. Drew plays. <laughs> Drew plays people, with people on Tootsies. He plays with mm-hmm. me at Snitch. He's got band with Monty. I mean, and even uh, um, Nathan, he's been doing a lot more gigs. He he picked up guitar recently, so he's been doing the he's he's pulled the Tyson Leslie thing where he does guitar and keys at the same mm-hmm. time. Nice. And I'm like, beast, you damn beast! Yes. You'll make me want to quit my job. Right. <laughs> that band was just like one of the best landing pads after Tootsie's had done that i was like oh my god these people know everything like i'm learning so much so all the fill-in work till eventually i ended up with my regular spot at big shots on fridays and saturdays which is where i'm at now that's awesome and to to backtrack just a hair is there really anything more punk rock than doing not punk rock at a punk rock show exactly <laughs> the best is like when somebody requests country and i'm co-fronting with monty and they're all like ah we don't do country and i'm like actually <laughs> sorry guys because like, i'm a redneck woman <laughs> i ain't no <laughs> i love gonna, co-fronting like, with her because like, she's like direct a all redneck. country <laughs> yeah well it, i mean that's i 100 i i stole my my show lines from Monty. I'm like, we don't do any country. We're not doing it. We're not going to do it. You can't tip me up to it. When you I can't make me, when I first played <laughs> with her band, she was, her band was the first band that ever did that. That said, it was like, Hey, we only do this. Mm-hmm. Cause I've played with other rock bands that when country gets called, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And they'll do their version of it. But she was the first band on Broadway that was like, Nope, not doing it. Uh-huh. And um, so when I picked up my gig at Snitch, I was like, "Nope, <laughs> not doing it." So yeah, no, they're they're all great people, and I'm I'm glad you got thrown in with them because they all know a lot of people and can. Yes, everything. They're all, they're all so nice. They they want to help. Like yes, 
between those those two bands and, and groups of people that you've mentioned, they all just want to help. And that's a culture that's really like just now starting to take hold on Broadway. Like it's it's now becoming the culture as to where in the past especially when I moved here, that was not at all. No, you, you had to be an A-lister to be playing downtown and, and you fought for your spot. Well, everybody still wanted to help everybody out as musicians. When you had a spot, you had a spot, you weren't giving it up. Right. But as more and more bars open, more and more opportunities were there. It's, it's become that culture of, well, Hey, there's, like I said, it's becoming oversaturated, but Hey, we all still need to work. So, Oh, hey, here's an opening. You, you, I mean, we all do it on the gig finder. We sit there and type everybody's name in yeah. when we see an opening. You're like, oh, I know. Here's the bass players I like. Here's the drummers I like. You oh, know, here's like, all my friends. Yeah, you know, like we're all trying to help. And then each it other gets out. oversaturated with hire her. She's amazing. <laughs> it's like, okay, too many comments, and none of them have to do with what we need. Yeah, I love the ones. My favorite ones are when people are like. SOS, I need somebody in like the next two hours. And if you're like, oh, I'm not here, but think of me next time. Uh-huh. Your comment didn't help. Right? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. Yeah. Like, that's I, helping nobody. You're I just wanna, taking up space. I want to say shit so bad sometimes. <laughs> But lately, especially with all the drama that's happened, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to chill the out. The one up from that is when they're like, oh, I'm available next Friday. Uh-huh. Like nobody said dick about next Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, but go make your know. go make your own post right? about when you're available. Uh-huh. We're looking for somebody right now. Don't don't clog up the feed. Don't clog up the comments. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't care what you're doing if you're not available and we don't care when you're uh-huh. going to be available if it's not when we need it. So how long have you had the Big Shots gig? Ooh, I've had Big Shots since when did my parents come to town? Because that would be around. I want to say like May, June-ish. I could okay. be so incredibly wrong. So I have no idea. Been there a couple months. Yeah. Because I had it just as a fill-in for a second. And then they were like, hey, we like you. You want a regular spot? So. Do you ever uh, play with a bass player, Michael Pasculi? Yes. Love. Love Michael. that dude. Oh, my God. One of the sweetest human beings in the world. Oh, my and God. Yes. Hey killer player uh-huh. he he used to do all the setups on my bases and i would go to his house and he would sit there and you know work on my base and then he'd pick it up and he'd start playing and i'd be like i want to quit i want to quit so bad <laughs> <laughs> he's just so good like he's, mm-hmm. he's oh. incredible he's my saturday bass player except recently he's been out of town like family stuff and just has been like busy so we've had subs for the last few gigs but every gig i get to do with him I'm like yes yeah, he's Dude knows, knows what he's doing. He he's awesome. I I absolutely love that guy. Every time I see him, I'm just like, yeah, Mike, what's up, dude? <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned you're the country singer. Yes. And you were thrown in with these rock bands and stuff. But what does your show? What's the dynamic of your show? First of all, she may be a country singer. <laughs> she may say she's a country singer. Uh huh. This girl can belt out some fucking rock tunes. <laughs> she's little, but she's got. Pipes like a motherfucker, dude. I don't know um, why or how I can metal scream, I, but apparently I can. Man, she came, like I said, I'd seen her passing a couple of gigs, and usually most of the stuff I did see you singing was country. Yeah. But I'd, I'd seen you with Monty on a couple of songs. I'd, I'd stepped in one night where you were there doing some rock stuff. And so that's why I was like, yeah, bring her, bring her on my gig, absolutely. But then she came on mine and just 
bro. I will never forget your face after Enter Sandman because I did my like weird backbend thing I always do during the scream, and I looked up and happened to get a glimpse of your face. Bro, and like, I was just where did I was, that come from? I, know, I, I was so amazed. Like, I'm telling you, she had this like growl scream as well as like on pitch and just. I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> like, just, just, <laughs> my mom, like, nobody saw that guy. <laughs> I, 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 I wish that was videoed. Because I, I can't think of the words, but just my mind was blown. Like, I, She's incredible. That's why she even really when I try is. to do mostly country shows, I'm like, I have to do Sandman or Highway to Hell just to like throw these tourists for a loop, like because they don't see it coming. Because I dress pink and sparkly, I'm four feet tall, a hundred pounds, and you're very bubbly. They don't see like I talk like this. I I'm a pipsqueak. I admit it. And then you know I growl my face off at Metallica. They're like, where the hell did that come from? I mean, I, I'll admit, like just like. If I was judging what I would think your music would be yeah. based on your appearance, yes. you're a pop girl. Okay. 100% bubblegum pop. Yeah. I will say L. King is my favorite, who's kind of in the middle of pop oh, country. Oh, yeah. She played some L. King and she crushed that shit, too. Dude, I, <laughs> she crushed I gave a whole did. speech before an L. King song. I'm like, you, she you, is my favorite, and I'm did. manifesting that she's going to walk in this bar right now. She did. <laughs> nice. Every single time. It takes longer to introduce sexes and O's than it does to sing it. <laughs> this is great, though. It was that's, awesome. That's, so, again, back to your show, <laughs> since you do the rock stuff, but you do you advertise yourself as a country singer? I do, which okay. is weird, because right now the gigs I'm on is a six, the Friday 6 to 10 at Big Shots. I can kind of do whatever I want. But the 10 to close, they're very, like, do the rock stuff like that's what's gonna make money High keep energy, the crowd yep. so i don't do as much of what i want to do as i'd like to i do more what makes money at this point in my life because we sounds like kind of shitty but you know i like paying rent and eating food so food is good if i have to lose my voice to a couple acdc songs it pays my rent nice <laughs> it's fine in my ideal world if i could put together a show it would be mostly like 2000s maybe some 90s country with like a couple of rock songs sprinkled in just to confuse the mean bachelor parties that come in and start laughing at me i call highway to hell my shut the fuck up song because when a group of guys walks in and starts like pointing and whispering and taking pictures and just being assholes i don't care if we just did loretta lynn i'll call highway to hell just to watch their jaws nice. fall on the floor because it's fun she knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, she came into my gig and like she she took over. She crushed it. She's great. <laughs> I was scared crapless I'll, at I'll that never, gig. I'll, I'll never think twice about trying to hire her. I'm 100%. <laughs> nice. Yay. Like, I'll, I'll put her on, on any gig. I need a female singer. Like she She's great. It was one of those. Anna sent me the set list and it was very like punk rock kind of oh, yeah, it's, it's and all i really pop, punk, don't do emo. that kind of stuff like i i appreciate it i just think i sound way too redneck cornbread to sing it i sound really stupid when i sing it so i was like and i know maybe 10 at max of those songs like i there's no way she's like i need somebody just go please you'll be fine I'm like okay and it worked out it was a fun gig nice 
So on top of your Broadway career, you have put out original music. I have, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, and th- you, you said this was your first one? It is. All right, do you... Let's uh before we give the name away because it's <laughs> a very fun name. It's a great name. Let's I love uh it. pretty proud of that. Kind of give us some backstory on the inspiration to the song. I really wish it was a better like a man pissed me off in this big relationship. It was actually at the dinner table with my parents. <laughs> this is the most nerdy story ever. I was we we're just talking about my dad's work because he owned a business with my grandpa. And a guy who worked there was supposed to be buying the business. It had fell through a couple of times. So I was like, Dad, what if like he doesn't? What if he doesn't come up with the money and he says he's not going to? That'd be a, that'd be a big sharp left. And my dad goes, sharp left my ass. That'd be a screw you turn. <laughs> and I literally ran up from the dinner table. I'd probably take a two bites. I think I like kicked a chair out of my way. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm writing that down. That was the funniest thing you've ever said. That's fantastic. And I think I just locked myself in my room awesome. and wrote the song like that night because I was like, that's really funny. And so the title of the song is it's Screw You Turn. Turn. Yes. And that is out on Spotify and I presume everywhere. Yes. That you can stream music and get music. So check that out. I'll put that on our playlist right after we're done recording. So that'll be up and everybody can check that out. Yay. Um, do you have plans for more original songs? I would love to put out more original stuff. Is there anything like any kind of vibe that you're looking to? Because you you have Screw You Turn. Yes. Do you want to stick with that pissed off chick songs? I or? definitely want to stay in the like Miranda Gretchen like F you angry chick songs. But I kind of want to get my like stuff more country sounding right now. Okay. Because this... This is also very nerdy, but I put it out. And then the Tory Faith Radio Spotify generates for you. Mm-hmm. It's all like Halo scene and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not what I was going for. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, I all right, next thing I put genre. out is going to have banjos and fiddles. So Spotify can't tell me nothing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Spotify can't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely want to stay in that vibe. I... I literally told Eli, the guy who produced it, I was like, I kind of want to be that gray area right between rock and country. Like, once again, L. King. I sent him, like, five L. King songs for reference when he <laughs> produced it. And, yeah, because I do. My shows are kind of a mix of rock and country. I like country more for, like, the lyrics, but also I like the impressive screams and running around and flipping my hair around of rock. So I'm like, if I confuse that, so that'd be do great. So do both. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, So, are you doing any traveling? Are you doing any shows off of Broadway right now? Right now? No, I'd really love to. I know, like, when slow season hits, I'll probably go home and do some shows with my old band or if I can get acoustic gigs around the Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Tri-State, just to kind of keep my name in the world. That's, I mean, that's fair. Not disappear into the Broadway We all void. start looking for work here in the slow season. <laughs> it's like, hey. I'm like bracing myself because it's coming. It's fall. Have Cajon, we'll travel. <laughs> I know as soon as like Halloween's over, it's just mm-hmm. kind of slow. I mean, we're still busy through December, but it's just not. The gigs are there. The money's not there is, yeah. is what it yeah. is. Um and then everybody that's on the road in January, the January, that's when it gets cold. That's when the gigs disappear. All the rooftops yeah. are closed. Definitely. 
February we get snow and that that month just sucks. Thank God it's mm-hmm. the shortest month of the year. Uh-huh. Um, I always I try my Might hardest. Want to watch it on the short jokes? <laughs> you know I you open I the door I walk through it. You open you, the door I walk through it. <laughs> you you didn't have to fucking walk through and that I door won't at run. all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I walked in and I saw Bobby. I was like, "Well, are you happy to finally have a guest shorter than you?" <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how to read. I'm not the shortest one in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't figured it out, Tori's really short. <laughs> <laughs> If all the times I've mentioned being a little person relative to Tootsie's didn't spoil it for you. She's not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. I'm really sure. Little person, big personality. (laughs) Huge personality (laughs) and even bigger voice. Um, You you put up a, I don't remember if it was a a story or just a post, but it said, um, it it was on your Facebook. It said, your dad noticed something. He was like, I don't know how uh, something so small oh, yes. could make a noise so loud. And you were just like, me. <laughs> <laughs> we were at Guitar Center and I was searching for like a sound system to take to acoustic gigs. And it was like really tiny, really skinny. And the sound guy was like, trust me, it'll fill a like big bar room. And my dad's like, I don't understand how something so small can make that big a noise. And I turned and I went, hiya. <laughs> She was instantly offended. What the fuck, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Have you met me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, shit, I don't think we were on stage for 20 minutes at my gig, and she's making short jokes with Drew because they had played together before. Oh, Drew knows how to do it. And I'm just sitting there, and I was like, I'm not saying shit. Like, I don't want to get slapped by nobody today. Uh uh. Oh my gosh, I've like made it a whole shtick and here for the party, the part where it says I may not be a 10, but the boys say I clean up good. I change it to, I may not be five feet, but the boys say I clean up good. What's the other one? Your love by the outfield. You know I like my girls a little bit taller. (laughs) That one always sends people. Uh, That's great. (laughs) I love it. I love that you fucking embrace it. That's absolutely Oh, when the guys do, um... Friends in low places will be like, oh, you sang that just for me. (laughs) (laughs) That might be my favorite on stage. Do do we still have to take a bus to hell if like she's on it? I'm so buying a camera this weekend. I don't care. I'm buying a GoPro. We're we're getting video in here from now on. Oh my god, this is amazing. I don't. I'm. I. Yep. This is amazing. All right. So here's here's the plan. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're gonna figure out how to make this a big thing. So, we're gonna get Woody, me, Kyle, you, Woody. We're gonna do a comedy tour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Look, so uh, last night, um, on TikTokers, yeah, I was on TikTok and just scrolling through videos, and up come these three comedians, and they're playing. One guy has a piano, one guy has a guitar, and one guy, the guy in the middle just sang. And they're talking about how every famous pop song is four chord song, and the guy starts going mm-hmm. off. Anyways, it is a funny little skit, and they're, they're musicians and they're being comedians. Well, normally our Monday and Wednesday morning gigs, Woody's just constantly making jokes. 
we feed none off of which those. are appropriate no oh, of course we not. feed off of those jokes and say inappropriate things as well and then we just constantly make fun of noah and his ridiculous beliefs and it's it, half the show is a comedy show Anyway, so I sent them a message last night with that attached, and I was like, y'all, can we just turn our Monday and Wednesday show into something like this, just a straight comedy country <laughs> show? And Bobby was like, yes. I mean, I've Absolutely. literally been pushing for it since I met Woody. Bro, I you, look. I'm, that is his ticket to stardom. If we put something together like that and had a morning shift that was a comedy country show. It'd be fucking great. That would be Golden Town. Yes. Anybody else does that, I'm kicking your ass. I'm, that's our idea. Don't even try it. <laughs> you will be blackballed from the podcast. <laughs> you will never be allowed to come on this podcast. We will talk shit about you all the time. <laughs> as if you were purple. A purple building. <laughs> I've gotten so bad because I've been doing all these six to ten and ten to closes at Big Shots. Big Shots does not care what you say or what you do. Like, at all it's the most chill bar in town we could fix that yeah so i've gotten way too used to that and just saying whatever pops in my mind into the mic and then recently i've started getting back into like two to sixes and ten like opens with mike riley's band and i'm like oh wow i have no filter anymore where did it go there's children here i can't make some of my jokes i um that's my problem with my friday night gig at snitch they they don't really care. Uh-huh. I mean, as long Mitch as I, the same way. as long as I'm anything. not like, you know, being like racist or as long prejudiced, it's not like, offensive you know, to yeah. anybody else. Yeah. It's and so I just like say whatever I want and they don't care. And man, it sometimes I'll forget. I was like, I was at 10 roof the other day and I said something. I was like, Ooh, I should probably, I should probably reel it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kyle <laughs> can't, can't be that vulgar here. <laughs> yeah. Like Oops. I do summer at 69 and like that song, you can still play out of two to six. You just can't make all the jokes after you finish. Yeah. I know. I don't care what time of day it is. I will always say either before or after that song, Here's a song about my favorite position every time. I don't yep. care what to, I don't care what stage or where I'm at. I say it every time. And if you get offended by that, grow a pair. <laughs> <laughs> You're at the wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> also, why are you bringing your children to bars on Broadway anyways? First of all, if you're coming <laughs> well. to a show on Broadway, I don't care what time of day it is. If you're coming to a show on Broadway, just know that we're all really fucked up musicians <laughs> and we all have really, really dark sense of, of humor. So just... Be prepared. Be, yep. be prepared. I mean, again, our, our morning shift on Wednesdays is just one long dead mom joke. <laughs> I broke just Kyle. Put that one in a box a and nail it shut. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll never get over the time. I don't, I don't remember if you were there, but I told Noah that I saw a Ouija board and I was going to get it for him. And him and Woody looked at me. I was like, it's so you can sext Woody's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's fucking terribly awesome. (laughs) So, again, like, are we all riding the same bus to hell? (laughs) I thought I was driving it, but I think you are. I thought what I said the other week was bad. So, you know, Woody does his little song, his little marriage song, whatever. 
marital <laughs> advice song. Uh, the line is, um, it rem- where'd you get that dress? It reminds me of my old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And last Monday, it was, you know, me, Tristan, Noah, and, and, um, and Woody. And he said that and just, you know, normal, I always just say a random girl's name. But for what, you know, I was on one last week and I just go, Kim. He stopped. He stopped. He could not finish the song. <laughs> it took him a good 30 seconds. And dude, the, Tristan just about fell off his drum throne. <laughs> Noah turned and looked at me and was like, did you really say that? And like, bro, it was, and the whole bar caught on pretty quickly. Like, and it was, it was filled. And oh my God, it was a great moment. Great moment. That's fantastic. I finally, finally stumped Woody mid song. And I was so Dude, happy. That's precisely why I love playing with Brian Russell Collins. Oh, God. Oh, he's made me like, cry laughing he, on stage i will forget all of the words to everything because he just rides that he's got line a comment for everything it. uh-huh and it's and like she said he's on that line like it's yeah he got a dark sense of humor like there's jokes <laughs> only he's allowed to make like if it came out of anybody else i would punch them but because it came out of him i'm like yes absolutely let's run with this He's ruined some songs, though, I will say, because I'll sing them. And I'll just start dying laughing with another man that's never even heard the jokes. And I'll be like, what? I had had never even met Brian. And I was on stage uh, with somebody who played with him prior to the gig. And I had just met that guitar player when I jumped on that gig. That was literally Mm -hmm. my first time playing with that guitar player. Brian comes up. And he's like, hey, man, can you can you give this money to him? And da, da, da. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. And he goes, hey, come here. And so he whispers something in my ear. And I'm like, I'm not saying that. And he goes, just say it to him. Trust me. He'll, he'll <laughs> yep. love you forever. He'll think it's hilarious. And I was like, dude, I'm not saying that. Like, it, it was a, it was bad. It was very, <laughs> it was very bad. Uh-huh. And, I, and <laughs> you know it's bad if I'm not saying it. Yeah. I always forget that the sound guys at Nudie's can hear what we say in the talkback mic. Because I'll say shit to Brian and then I'll like hear the sound guy drop something and literally be red in the face like, what did you just say? I'm like, forgot you can hear that. Yeah. We're all reds the same way. We are talk back, you know, it's between the three of us, but the sound guy always has his ears on just in, in case. Uh-huh. And we'll say things. It's gotten to the point where they comment back to us. That's they, happened to me. They have now times. inserted themselves into the conversations and jokes. We know that they're listening. Uh-huh. And, and we, and at times, like, you won't even, you don't remember they're there, and you'll say something, and then they'll say something, and you're like, who said that? And you look back, and they're like in the sound with dying laughing. Yeah. Like, oh my god that was amazing that was amazing hey if that gets them to keep their ears in so that when there's a problem we can fix it i'm all for it oh that um, is so facts at at the valentine um alex used to record our talkback conversations because he just loved the jokes that we would make yeah he would, he would i mean he recorded the whole set but he would be like hey dude listen to what you guys said this is hilarious it was, yeah dude that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Oh, he was he was actually uh, trying to work something out like that. That's amazing. I know he he was trying to, but I, I don't think he ever went through with it. You could yeah. just make a TikTok account of like short little unhinged things musicians say into the talkback mic. Man, it's because 
Because we do. That's how we vent to each other. Because nobody right? else can hear it except uh-huh. for the band and, well, obviously the sound engineer. But, like, the crowd cannot hear it at all. And we're faced the other direction. So if someone pisses you off or you're pissed off or you need to vent or you need to cry or scream or whatever please don't scream in the talk back because it's kind of <laughs> right loud. but um i always have you know, a crank the talk back for my ears yeah because mine. people will like talking it from like a mile away hey, we're doing well song. that or, or you're in mid-song and someone comes up and calls a song mm-hmm. or something you want to make sure you can hear yeah. it yeah or if cal's just talking i want to make sure i can hear it <laughs> <laughs> so but i i've lately been going up to the talk backs and just saying random like the dumbest shit in the world. I'm like, fish can only swim in water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you know a dolphin will only hump you if you're in the water swimming with it? Nice. Hey, nice. fun fact. The Titanic's pool is still filled with water. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that I say. This is why we're best like, friends. Just, and I'll... And I wait till it's, it's like a real serious moment and I won't, I'll just go up and I'll look at the talk back and then you, it's in front of uh, Chad, our drummer. And then Cody will usually see me. So he'll turn. So I know I have their attention. Todd's facing the crowd. And mm. then I'll just say some stupid random quote unquote fact and then they'll walk away. And they're just like dying laughing. <laughs> and the whole crowd's like, what's going on? Like, yeah, That's amazing. Talkbacks are fun. I, I like talkbacks. Talk are my favorite part of the gig sometimes. We we have to find things to keep ourselves sane on stage. Uh-huh. Speaking of this exact conversation, do you have ADHD also? I always say not that I know of, but I really wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna go we, with, were yeah, doing, but we were doing we were doing really well for the first. 35 minutes or so of this podcast and this last 20 minutes I've it's been mostly me I have just derailed <laughs> I mean but like going back to the talk back the talk back is like pure gold for ADHD brain <laughs> yeah man <laughs> no doctors ever told me yes but I would so not be surprised <laughs> I'm Probably. convinced you can't do this job and not have ADHD <laughs> you yeah. know that's so true <laughs> yeah or at least I've never met anyone doing it that doesn't have ADHD. Yeah, those no, people I, get different jobs. I, I've there's there's a few that I've met in town that I know like they don't have it. But I'll tell you what, no offense to those people, I still love them. I'm not going to name their names. They're some of the most boring people to play a show with. Yep, people who are too like put take a Broadway gig too seriously. I'm like, yo, we're just trying to have fun. We thank just you. Eat. Fucking thank you so we much for that. And have fun. And you've That's only fun. been here a year, and you figured that uh, shit out. Thank you. Like, uh. calm down. When we're at the Bridgestone, yes, you can yell at me for messing up one song I've sang once in my life by request. No, because I've heard they don't pay well. <laughs> <laughs> but like on Broadway, calm down. Please calm down. <laughs> Hold your horses. Hold your horses. You can yell at me Chill. when you add another zero to my <laughs> you, had, you had three more zeros that exactly. then we can talk. Um, until I'm making six figures, you can't yell at me. I'm sorry. Right. If you're not signing my check and it's not six figures, you can't yell at me. Right. As soon as you do, I'm going to just turn around and walk the other direction and forget about you. <laughs> right. Oh, fun stuff. So... Speaking of your song, let's go back to that. Let's circle on back 20 minutes ago. Uh, like, kind of like a U-turn? Yeah. 
<laughs> we never even said the name of the song, did we? Yeah, yes, we, we did. did. We did, did a few okay. times. Okay. Well, I know she said it while she was talking about it, but I don't know if she ever said what the name of the song was. Yeah, I, I clarified okay. for it. But yeah, the, the name of the song is Screw You Turn. Mm-hmm. And we're taking a U-turn back to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh are you putting out like a music video or anything for it or just the song itself or um i think the first one was just kind of a put my first song out see how it goes learn how to do that so i don't think so i think other ones coming up i will okay i uh, say coming up as if i had anything uh, and that was my question do you have anything in the works i have songs written do i have the money to record them right now is it a different oh, that's story? a different question yeah, yeah. that's a different <laughs> question. No, that's fair it's they're expensive it's it's expensive to record i mean I have all my own stuff, and it's still expensive to record. Yeah. <laughs> I have so. a lineup of songs written that I'm very excited to release one day, but, you know, I'm going to have to make a little more money for that. That's Well, I mean, if, that's you, if you ever need a bass player, I, I don't really charge anything. Um, I play drums. <laughs> I just like to play on people's stuff, so if you ever need a bass player, just let me know. I'll, I'll come and play some stuff or send Woo-hoo. tracks or whatever. Same. And, yeah, Bobby, Bobby will do the same. I... I do it all the time. Like Noah, Noah tries to pay me. I'm like, stop, dude. I told you I'll come do this for like, just want to play on people's stuff. (laughs) I think so. Noah has this thing where he will like invite me out to do something or over to his house for something, but it will end with, Oh, Hey, let me show you this song. What do you think of this drum part? How should I do this? And then I basically write the drum part to that song. That sounds, sounds pretty on brand. (laughs) Sounds pretty on band. He either he either wants to show you the music he's working on, or he wants to talk about the music he's working on. Yeah, yeah. And I pretty much every time I've come to his house, he's like, "Hey, bring your bass." <laughs> so I, mean, I don't mind. It's fine. It's whatever. So Sorry, you have I'm songs gonna... that you have written. You just don't have anything recorded yet. Don't don't have the money, which I understand. Um. Do you have any kind of like timeline or plan to try to get that stuff put out or just kind of whenever you can get around to it? I want to be like every like few months or so, put something out and kind of be consistent about it. But, you know, easier said than done. You right. also like to eat. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I also like putting gas in my car. Yeah. I don't like that. I, I don't enjoy it. To. I just, <laughs> I like car doesn't go very far. I really I like having a roof over my head personally. All right. You know, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Being able to pay rent's good, you know. And then, of course, like Batman toys, Funko Pops. I have a problem. I know. We I just have let a me know when you get the Dolly Parton Funko Pop. I want that one. I don't even wait. Dolly has a Funko. She does, and it's like, (gasps) is it all boobs? (laughs) (laughs) They were thinking it. They were thinking it. I I said it. I was gonna say something. I mean, they're there. I was gonna say they're probably gonna need a bigger package for (laughs) a bigger (laughs) boobs, little head. They just put the boobs where the head goes. Normally, the head's the biggest thing on Funko Pops, not in her. It's like a snowman. Like the, they just have a little tiny head on top. Uh, not the ADHD uh, thing. <laughs> she's an angel, though. She is, man. Like, she's truly a godsend. If I believed in God. Yes. So, speaking of Dolly Parton, why she is the queen? They wanted to put her in the Rock and Roll. I'm sure you guys have heard this. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. They wanted to put her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she was like, "Ha ha, no, 
thank you. I appreciate the sentiment, but no thank you. I'm not a rock artist. That is not where I belong. I should never be put there. I understand why you say that, but no, like, no. Mm-hmm. And they insisted and insisted. They're like, look, we're, we're inducting you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whether you like it or not. And she was like, fine. Well, then I'm putting out a rock album. And what does Dolly Parton do? Puts out a freaking rock album with literally the like best rock artist in the world. Yep. I have never Just been so excited for anything in my life. In, like, the woman is incredible. She is fantastic. So Dolly Parton is one of your idols, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Who, one of my like top ones, absolutely. Alright, give me give me your uh top five Ooh. artist idols. Let's see. It changes a lot, but Dolly Parton, L King, those are like the big ones. Reba McIntyre, Loretta Lynn. Okay. And right now the spot that always changes probably Lainey Wilson. Or Kelly Pickler. All right, that's okay. that's a solid list right yeah. there. I I doubt I, I'm down with that. We're back like to it. Tori's really girly, <laughs> and then randomly metal screams. <laughs> the metal. Screams. I'm here for it though. <laughs> I'm, amazing, I'm all about man. it. It's it's amazing. It just. <laughs> I don't even like. I don't know how that happened. God well, ne- was like, next time you're your drummer, singer, but <laughs> next time your drummer gets sick, hire me because I want to be a part of this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. And Bobby knows a bunch of the country stuff, so absolutely hire him. I mean, most of it's all the same. <laughs> you know, like boots and cats, five things, and you know most of country music. <laughs> it's pretty true. Train beat, train beat shuffle, four on the floor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's about right. Sometimes there's a six eight, and then. Every now and then a 3-4. So are you trying to get on any other um, gigs on Broadway? I mean, I know you fill in for people here and there, and yeah. you have your steady gigs at Big Shots. Are you trying to get any other steady gigs? Other venues, is there anywhere else that you have in mind? You're like, that's a venue I'd like to be at regularly? Yeah, I fill in at the Johnny Cash's and Nudie's circuit a lot. I'd love to have like consistent work there just because... I personally think that's the best circuit because they pay so good and they treat people good. And I would love consistent, like, to have my own band there. would be amazing. Um, do we know who books for them? I do not. It's I like mean, I'm Icon sh- Entertainment. Yeah, I have the Icon guy's number and that's I've texted him before and he's been like, listen, we've seen you play with every band that's here because I really have filled in with almost all of their bands. We love you. There's just no room for a new person. Which understandable when you pay so good, turnover I mean, rates fair. a little less. That's fair. Yeah, and the but. between those two bars, the bands that are on those are pretty regular. They have steady shifts. They mm-hmm. don't really go off that circuit. Um, Will Beeman, who we did not mention yesterday, by the way, surprisingly, that might be the first podcast ever. <laughs> uh, no, there was another one we didn't. Um, but you know, like Will, he had. I think he's stepped away from it because he's uh, helping out another band. Uh, but, you know, he had his steady gig at Nudie's. It was, I think, Saturday through, like, Tuesday or something. Yeah, like, it Four was days a week, super closing consistent. shift. He didn't, didn't have... I mean, he did play other gigs, but he didn't have to play other gigs if he right. wanted, you know? His band didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, like, I'm pretty... I don't think his drummer played any other gigs outside of that for for a while. So they 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 keep it pretty consistent, which 
I like. I think that's cool, but also at the same time, it does if you like really want to get into. It that, makes it so. hard to break <laughs> in, but it does. I'm sure um, it's fantastic for the people who have those consistent spots. Have you ever done like Whiskey River or uh, Lucky Bastards? I did a Lucky Bastards gig once. It was like on the roof, and I, it was a very dead gig, but I kind of liked it. We all kind of got in trouble because we were all coming from doubles, so mm, every yeah. one of us was late, and they were like, "No food tab for you." <laughs> And then they were just kind of like so, cold shorter towards us the whole time. Punishment. Like, uh, it's not my you know, fault. The, okay, no food tab. Like, whatever. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah. that's all they're going to take away from you. Okay. That's true. I, I do like their pretzel bites, though. Yo, hey. I was looking forward to some Lucky food. Bass, Lucky Bastard's got some good food, man. I, mm-hmm. I haven't had Whiskey Rivers yet, but it, it looks pretty good. Uh, you know how it's really good food? Old Red. You know, I've never... I don't think I've ever actually been in Old Red. I went when it first opened, like, first became a thing. I was on vacation with my family. And I remember the food was, like, pretty bad. But that was when they first opened, so I'm sure there's been some uh, updates. Stuff that I've had there has been pretty good. (laughs) I'm like, I believe it's good. I've heard other people say it's really good. they've also brought in some, like, private events that we've played and stuff that, like, they've had food that I don't think it was cooked there. It was, like, catered in. That's just bomb as hell right <laughs> casa rosa if like i have friends come into town and like want to hang out beyond broadway i'm like all right if we're eating we're eating at casa rosa i haven't eaten there either it's expensive See, i, but I don't so eat at any of the any of the bars now ever since the fifth and broadway area that arts yeah. building mm-hmm. has opened that's the, where the, i go the, mostly the kitchen the, the the cafeteria area up there i mean there's what, like 20 little restaurants up there that you can choose from? And the Indian place, they literally oh, know me when I walk so good. in. They'll literally have my order typed out because I get the same thing. And they're like, you don't even have to give us your phone number. Just stay close and we'll give it to you. We know you. Sure, I'm glad y'all are doing good. I'm like Jimmy John's because it's cheap. <laughs> it's a special <laughs> occasion. I'll say, I don't, I don't go there. I definitely don't go there no, every week. Jimmy I'm John's saying, is a special occasion. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm down there and I need to eat, like I uh-huh. want food, that's that's where I'm going now. I don't even hit up any of the, the bars anymore because that was something that I used to do is if I was down there for a split double or I had you know, a little extra time, I'd order food at one of the bars. When I used to go from Legends to Whiskey Row, mm-hmm. I'd go to Whiskey Row and order food immediately, you know, and I'd eat there all the time. Mm-hmm. I would just hope um, one of the kids left a snack bag of goldfish in the car so I could <laughs> snack when I went home. It's because Bobby doesn't plan ahead. <laughs> Cold out. Me either. It's okay. So, what other bars have you played besides the um, Johnny Cash's Icon Circuit and Tootsie Circuit? Ooh, good Big shots. I've done just like so many random like fill-ins. I've done second fiddle, the stage. I did that one Lucky Bastards gig. I've done snitch a bunch of times with. I did one with you and a bunch with Monty. Um, I feel like I'm missing some here, but yeah, other Printer's Alley. There was like one like rooftop one. I did like the opening night for it, which was a very weird night. It was like the whiskey deck or something. I don't even know what it was. Have you done any of the TC Circuit bars? Luke Bryan's, Jason Aldean's, Tequila Cowboy, Casa Rosa, any of that stuff? I have not. I'd like to one day, though. Especially because I've heard you don't run a tip bucket. No, I'd love to not run the tip bucket. Yep, you're you, you not allowed to run the tip you're not, bucket. You're also not allowed to mention the tip bucket. <laughs> Let's get a big glowing arrow pointing at well, it. Well, so... Like, 
they you depending on the stage some of them are pretty strict but some of them you can mention it and then they have your qr code typically blown up behind you on the screen and you can talk about that yeah but they don't want you they don't want you pushing the request they don't want you being like hey request your twenty dollars no nothing like that nothing like that at all i hate doing that it's so awkward i mean I like it to the fact that like we're not just sitting there pushing requests constantly because I play with mm-hmm. some people that it's just every song they're pushing the request and I'm like okay mm-hmm. wait till a couple come in then do them back to back like, we don't need to sit there and be like okay who's the next twenty dollar request who's the next twenty dollar request who's people don't want to hear that like yeah. they they want to hear music say it you know every ten songs or something you don't need you don't need to say it over and over and over but again a lot of people that I've done that with, they come from the Tootsie circuit. They just don't know any other way. And I, I even had a conversation with, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Ryan Michaels. When he first did the, the gig with us at lucky bastards, um, you know, I told him, I was like, Hey man, like this isn't a, this isn't a, a Tootsie's gig. Like don't treat it like one. It's, it's different. Yeah, you know, like we don't have to sit there and push requests. Like, play what you want to play. If nobody's requesting anything, and you get to call the shots, and it doesn't have to be from that set list. If there's a song you feel like playing, call that song. You know, like that took so much getting used know, to for oh. me. Of like, oh, I'm allowed to do songs off the set list. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. allowed to do like songs I actually like. You know, and because and he was a uh, when he coming on that gig, he was a co front to to Michaela. And it was Michaela's show, but mm-hmm. he was just the co front. He was like stepped back and he had like three feet in front of him to the front of the stage and i was like bro center yourself up at the front of the stage with her mm-hmm. push your stuff i was like you're still i was like you're a co-front but you're still a front like you're singing mm-hmm. it's gonna be her you her you like you need to be up there with her and he's like oh it's not like the with tootsies i'm like yeah it was saying tootsies yeah. <laughs> it's such like I call it the purple cult because it kind of is. Oh, it's like, cult. You get yeah. so used to their ways of doing stuff that literally I would even go back home for a gig if they weren't scheduling me all weekend. I was like, all right, well, screw it. I'm going back to Kentucky to do a gig. And like even then I was like so wrapped up in Tootsie's ways. I'm like, oh, right. We don't have to push the tip bucket. Oh, we don't holler and swallow. It just sounds dirty here. Like what? <laughs> it sounds dirty everywhere. It's I'm just glad acceptable. I'm not the only one who thinks that. <laughs> I say that all the time when somebody does a holler and swallow. I'm like, that's how it's dirty. It is. 100%. That's how <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it's uh, supposed to. It's supposed to sound dirty. I, I remember the first time somebody let me like do one. I was drunk, and they were like, Kyle, you, you, you do it. And I was like, all right, let's do the swallow and holler. <laughs> I said it backwards, and it was Nathan Murphy, and he looked at me, and he just goes, what the hell? Kyle <laughs> said, trust me, it's more fun that way. <laughs> and I will be saying that from here on out at all of my gigs. And I and I just stopped. And like I said, I was drunk and I thought about what I said. And I was like, oh, oh that's not what I meant. And like the whole band's laughing at me at this point. Yeah, it was, it was bad. What, uh, what is your favorite toast to give? Favorite toes? I really never give them. Like I always just kind of hand it over to the guys. Oh, I see. How you I are. I'm so. And you would think because I'm so good bu- at jokes. Anna's got a bunch of good ones. At, she's got a bunch of good ones. Ask Anna; she'll tell I have you. Have to pay attention. Like I'm good with jokes, like short jokes on the spot. I got it. But toast, I never works out. 
if somebody hands it to me, I'm like, put your drinks up. Yell, hell yeah. Okay, now drink. <laughs> I'm Dude, so bad I, at it. I would do dumb shit. Like, I'd be like, put your drinks up. Now to the side. Now straight out in front of you. Now make a circle. <laughs> See how many people I could get to I'm just gonna do, do that dumb tonight. shit. I'm going to do that tonight. You know. I think I'm I'm gonna be a puppet master tonight. I'm gonna see what kind of stupid shit I can get people to do. Make sure you're recording. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to see video. I, I'll, I'll so like Todd normal. He normally kind of it's it's Todd's show. He runs it. I I definitely take a step back and I'm more or less a side man at that one for sure. But when he lets me do the toast and he lets me sing some songs, I'm so gonna do that shit. Absolutely. I need to know how it works. All right, put your drinks up. Now put it on their head. Now take your other hand. Put it up. Now put it on their ass. Squeeze both hands. Do the hokey pokey. Turn yourself around. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. And if somebody goes more than three steps into this thing, be like, that guy is drunk. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, tonight's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be so delusional. Yes. That's why those are the best gigs. That's why I can't stay focused at all today. Like I'm just squirrel. (laughs) Me too, and I'm on my medication, so I shouldn't be this way. (laughs) It just didn't kick in today. What's your favorite song to sing? Favorite song? Mm. I hate that question so much. That's why I asked it. (laughs) I was like, people always ask me that, and my go-to is just fancy because if you say Reba, people are like, "Yeah, I'm deep. I know old country," and you're like, "Okay." So that one's pretty fun, and I get to say this is the best song about a hooker ever wrote. Yeah, (laughs) that's probably accurate. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty true. It's pretty true. It's pretty fun one to sing. I don't I know like what my, like, honest non I just don't like answers. when somebody calls a Reba song that's not, like, the two that I know. Yeah, I mean, well, all of her songs, not all, but a lot of her songs are pretty, like, well-written. They're, yeah. They have intricate parts, and they're not just a four-chord, easy get-through. Like, even fancy, there's, like, an extra measure in one of the lines. Not, Not even, like... Not even like an extra measure in every line. No, just one line has an extra measure. It's just, just random things like that. That, are that is something in there. I love and hate about Reba songs is that they're like actually interesting and not the same four chords. So it l- makes it more fun to perform, but 90, also like 90s country, 90s music. Yes. 90s music is like that because 90s music, and I say this all the time, like that creative part of us came back. It, it stopped being the, hey, we're listening to the record companies. Like, the 90s, there's this, like, huge movement. There's all these new genres that were, like, opening up. The grunge movement was huge. Punk rock was huge. Rock and roll was huge. And just people were like, nah, we're writing whatever the hell we want. And they started just creating these, like, crazy songs, not following the formulas. And I wish we could go back to that. But unfortunately, society's taught us differently but the inverse to that is it makes it so much harder to learn a song on the it fly does. uh-huh because like i love reba i one time we had a gig and someone was like do you know any reba and it was an acoustic gig and i was like yeah which one you want to hear and they're like oh well which one do you know fancy i'm like uh-uh yellow reba song i don't care if it's a b-side and i will probably know it and i did and then the band was like i hate you so much do you know chaz kincaid 
I don't think so. So I, I play with her sometimes. I play with her this last weekend. I think we're Facebook She friends. is a huge Reba fan. I mean, huge. And Love she'll it. call Reba songs that I have never heard in my life. And I'm like, fucking hate you. Stop it. Even her Stop newer, it. like more recent stuff is so good. Me and Logan Hatcher bond over Reba, surprisingly. I love him. He's a Reba fan. He really is. Yeah? Okay. I mean, I can see it. And we both watch the, like, Reba sitcom, so we'll send each other, like, memes (laughs) from it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. (laughs) I love that. The day he told me he was obsessed with Turn On The Radio by Reba, I'm like, I feel like I've just, like, unlocked a whole new layer of you. What? What? I kind of feel that way right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sitting going, this is a whole new side of Logan. I that didn't come out on his episode of the I'm podcast. Just, yes. Speaking Sorry, of, Logan, I just exposed you. I, I know this episode is going to come out a week later, but today is Logan's birthday. So, Logan, if you happen to listen to this, I know it's happy a week birthday. later by this point, but happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. Um, That's awesome. If y'all haven't listened to Logan's episode, go listen to it dude it's he's awesome. got a story he does like, man he, holy he's got shit a cool fucking story that's every for time sure. he tells me something about his life i'm like whoa like never know what it's about to be yeah he he's, he's good got dude. some stories good dude i like him a lot yeah love that dude there's a lot of i got a lot of good people in this town man a lot of people that are just good wholesome real people mm-hmm. yes that I just don't get that back home. No, not at I all. I don't. I don't. When I moved here, everyone's like, it's going to be so cutthroat. And like, everyone's going to want to screw each other over because music business. And then I like actually moved. And I'm like, actually, they're like nicer so than people were back I, home. I had a lot of people say that to me, too. And I learned that the people that say that had no idea. Like, they literally knew mm-hmm. nothing about the music industry. Uh-huh. They just, things you would hear or read about somewhere like this isn't a reality show this also, is real life sp- speaking of reality show what i was just about to say was when i moved here what was super big on tv the tv show nashville mm-hmm. so oh, everybody yeah. was giving me advice based on what they had seen on the tv show and i'm like y'all that's a tv show uh-huh like it's fake <laughs> very <laughs> Even though what's his name the 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 star singer from that show has a career here in Nashville singing at the Opry because of that show. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was really into that show. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I dug it. I tried. I was never into. I it liked it. I watched a couple episodes and it you know, wasn't for me. It kind of reminded me of like the the One Tree Hill type stuff. It just wasn't. Yeah, yeah the, it. I mean, that crazy unrealistic drama. All it, was it was too dramatic. I'm like, over I'm not dramatic, even buying this. But. Not, not, not um, for me. I've got a buddy that was actually in the show. Oh, There's yeah. a scene where they're like backstage at one of the big concerts, and all the band is just like jamming around all of the the cases and stuff. And my buddy's playing guitar in that little scene. <laughs> nice. I don't think I know anybody that's been on there. But no, he's a he's a big shot that works for Gibson now. So good that's, old. Big shot. To, she plays the big shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, does your band have a name? No, it's literally just their band that I just kind of joined. So, it's so, not even technically my band. It's the guitar player's band. All right, so here's the thing. So, like, you play it big shots and you're little. So, you need a band name that's, like, little something. So you can be little something at little big shots. shots. They're, they're, they're big shots. She could be a little drink. 
big shots sip (laughs) (laughs) i remember my bass player there one time he's not our bass player anymore but somebody's like what's your band name blah 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 and wouldn't leave us alone and he's like i got it ye of little faith (laughs) it's like you're a genius Absolutely. That, that should have been it. Fantastic. <laughs> Holy balls. I was like, uh, I don't think I'd ever be able to say that to a microphone without laughing, but I love it. That is. If I ever, if I ever do another gig with you, you win. That's, that's our that's, band name that night. That's how I am announcing us. We are ye of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I don't know that I'm going to be able to say it with a straight face. That's why I didn't roll with it. I'm like, I can't say that with a straight face. Ye of little faith. And at Too the front perfect. of the stage, little faith. <laughs> so what what goals do you have for this next year coming up? Ooh, this next year, Cause I want to get into more like original like writer's rounds maybe one day. Do like at least just one writer's round. Well, think smaller. Like I want to try getting into that, getting into like more off-Broadway things like gigs. I really want to do stuff like by the Opry. Like I want to play at like Scoreboard or the Palace because... I think those places are really cool. Well, I know some people that play out there. Mm-hmm. so. Ooh. And I bet our listeners do too. Yeah, I was like, wouldn't be surprised if there's someone that listens to this like books or does some kind of management. Someone's listening to this right now some- on their way to their <laughs> scoreboard game. It's probably Anna. <laughs> if you want an abnormally small bad short joke maker who also sings songs, hit me up. Oh my god! <laughs> you are fantastic. You're I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> we are best friends now. This is what gigs with beer are like too. Yeah, they, they really are. They're at two a.m., so no. I'm even more delirious. We are best friends now. I'm going to just like text you all the time now. <laughs> Yay! So you want to? You're trying to get into some other venues. You want to do some off Broadway stuff. Get yes. some more recording. That's that's awesome. I mean, you've been here a year and. I personally thought you were here longer just because of how much Same. I, I do see you doing. Um, so congrats yeah. to you. I mean, it's it's an easy town, but it's not an easy town at the same yeah. time. Like once things start going for you, it can become really easy, but it can definitely be a struggle to get going. And I really, from the things I've seen, you, you've done well. You've got a great personality and a head on your shoulders and you seem to, or you're, you're making friends with the right people and seems like you're knowing who to stay away from. And I applaud you on that because there's a lot of people in town that just don't get that concept. Thank so, you. So I think you're doing well, but we're uh, we're running out of time. We got to get get going out of here. Um, I have to pee. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast so much. Uh, our listeners, this is what you signed uh, up for yeah. when you tagged me yesterday. Uh, I I didn't know what to expect, and I am perfectly happy. Well, Tori, tell everybody where they can find you and your music so they can follow you and give it a listen. At Tori Faith Music on all the social medias, and just Tori Faith. My single is called Screw You Turn on all of the music streaming places. And we will have all that stuff on our Instagram, have everything tagged in there for for y'all to find it a little bit easier. Yep. Bobby, where can they find you at? I am at Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music almost everywhere. 
And I am Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Base Everywhere. And again, if you're looking for me, I am not that hard to find. Nope. So thank you guys for tuning in every week. As always, thank you, Tori, for coming in here and sitting and making us laugh. Uh, I I looked at Bobby this morning and nothing against you. I was just so tired this morning. I looked at him and I was like, hey, so do we have a podcast? Because I never confirmed with him last night. And he was like, yeah, we do. I was like, damn it. I really just wanted to go home and sleep. <laughs> but I will say, I've been laughing this whole time. You're awesome. I love talking to you. Every time I see you, I give you a hug and say hello because I, I do. I love you. You're, you're great. I will share a stage with you any day of the week. So thank you so much for coming because on here. Because she doesn't take up much room. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for how long to say that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh- I don't, I don't, I don't know what the limit of appropriate Anyways. number of jokes is, but I'm let's looking go, let's for. Go, it. Let's go ahead and the just cut this short. <laughs> just cut this short now. No. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to our oh, dumbass jokes. You really are ahead stupidity. above the rest. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks for listening, guys. We love y'all. AMF. Bicycle. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.